Well, hello and welcome to Between the Sundays, uh, this latest edition of just extending the conversation between Sundays. Uh, it feels like we need to rename the podcast today because it's been so long. We've, it's kind of been a month or so. <laughs> between the seasons. Between the, between <laughs> between the, the summer. Seasons. I don't know. But um, <laughs> summer is a, a busy time in ministry. There's a ton going on, and we're going to actually talk about that a little bit today. But has been a month or so. Uh, I've got Pastor Aaron. Yes. And I've got Garrett Snyder with me today. And uh, so thanks to you for listening, for watching, wherever you're taking in this podcast. Um, but there have been a lot of things going on. I think the last one that we uploaded was, you know, four or five weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the interim, uh, we've we've continued the sermon series that we talked about, Summer yeah. 7. We've been in this series where we're looking at the letters from Revelation 2 and Revelation 3 that mm-hmm. John received in this revelation, and it's the words of Christ, it's red letters, mm-hmm. um, and it's speaking to these seven churches, um, and you had kicked off that series yes. the, the last time we uploaded that. We're kind of now four or five weeks in, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I just, we, we've also had a little bit of break. We're going to talk about yeah. that, but just kind of the update us the series, like what stood out to you, what the series itself, why is it so meaningful? Um, are you enjoying it? Do you feel like our people are connecting to it? That kind of thing. I'll, I'll let Gareth, you, you feel like you've got something deep going. So <laughs> I'll let you share first and then Pastor Aaron. Yeah, well, I mean, Aaron kicks it off with a bang for sure. I yeah. mean, I think anytime you mention the word revelation in church. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like an audible gasp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, I think the response to this series has been incredible. Yeah. Uh, honestly, even like on a, on a spectrum of like, you know, not even folks that are newer to us, but that have been here for a while. But also just people that are in different walks of their like their spiritual journey. Yeah, um, it's been cool to see their reaction to you know we've we've had the ability to see Aaron speak and, and Jeremy and Carson this past Sunday. Uh, so a few different perspectives, um, mm-hmm. uh, not only like from from the letters themselves, but from uh, the the different um, communicators. Yeah. Communicators. So uh, it's it's been it's been a fun series. Uh, I think it's kind of fit well with the summer. Uh, the way it kind of laid out, we tend to do these kind of summer long series, like, and uh, they always seem to kind of flow well with, yeah, uh, with what we're doing uh, in in that moment, and um, it's it's been good to see the reaction. I think whenever you do a revelation series, you don't know how it's gonna yeah. go or yeah. how it's gonna connect. I feel like you know a lot of people think it's gonna be more focused on the end times, but this series, what I've loved about it is even though we are talking about, you know, the Lord is near, like. And, and it's Jesus's letters to these churches. It is super practical. Yeah. And so every every sermon that we've uh, heard preached uh, from multiple different communicators, there's been something to walk away with that is super challenging. Yeah. Not only to us personally, but to us as a church. You know, it's a letter written to a church in uh, in the region, which is now modern day Turkey, yeah. and. It's a letter to that church, but it's also a letter to our church and a letter to us personally. So I've loved that the fact that we're able to take it and and there be practical steps for us in our faith, in our lives. That's good. I I think for me, you know, the series so far, I do agree with you. The practical nature, just people leaning in, and um, but we early on in the planning for this series, we talked about. I've seen this series done, or or not seen the series done, but like where people look at these letters and they equate them to specific modern styles of churches. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that that letter could go to the current seeker churches or the mainline church denominations mm-hmm. or the liturgical, you know, whatever. And, yeah. and so I think for this, it's that we said we want to stay away from that. Mm-hmm. We want to see what is the understanding historically to that specific church, yeah. theologically, doctrinally, but mm-hmm. then what is the application to Generations Church yes, yeah. and to yeah. my life personally? I think, yeah. I think in every letter so far, 
it's talked about. What are you doing well? What could you do better? Yeah. You know? And for Jesus to challenge you that way, to confirm, hey, you're doing really well in these areas, but these are some things you could step up in. I, I think mm-hmm. that's been the practical thing because every week there's been a take home for me, you know, mm-hmm. me personally as the, as the listener, as the hear, even the weeks I've been speaking. So yeah. I think that's important. We've got a couple more weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to end in two Sundays from now, um, and we're actually going to combine uh, two of those letters because in the middle of this series— uh, we took a little bit of a hiatus from the series because we had a guest speaker, mm-hmm. and then we had our Communicator Sunday on July 4th weekend. The guest speaker was not really a guest. I, I, yeah. I, that's a little strong to call him that, but Pastor Mark Walker, Dr. Mark Walker, um, he is my pastor, mm-hmm. but he was the senior pastor of Mount Perry North. We launched our campus that became a church when he he left Mount Perry North to go to Lee University, but um, he came in and spoke on integrity yeah, the last it was Sunday so of June good. and just challenged us really out of the story of Joseph. Um, and how he just maintained his integrity and who he was. Um, really powerful message. Uh, but just quickly, I mean, what are kind of some thoughts from that message or even some practical takeaways? I just think for all of us as we live our lives, we're always confronted with opportunities to compromise or to put yeah. in situations where people don't believe the same way we believe, they don't act the way we mm-hmm. act. And so what does that look like for us personally? Either one of you want to jump in. If not, I can keep talking. Every time that I think of integrity, I think of what am I doing when no one's watching? Mm-hmm. And he just did a phenomenal job at like challenging each person to hey take a step up in in how you live your life and in living your life you know to live your life with integrity so you can be a testimony to others and so every time i think of integrity you know that's something i strive for personally but even through that message i was like man i can get a lot better you know he's talking about uh he's talking about the uh atheist that challenged him uh in college, when he was yeah. in college and i was like my goodness like yeah. i i hope nobody ever has to check me like that so like when no one's watching uh but then also when people are watching that you don't may know like yeah. i need to live with higher integrity like raise my standards of integrity so that's yeah, good. That good anything for you specifically yeah i mean i think who better to speak on that than yeah. him you know for, for somebody like so even good. being a pastor yeah. uh, at my north but specifically now like in the role that he has at lee Somebody's just kind of like, you know, under such a big, like, kind of spotlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, um, just kind of, you know, stick, kind of holding firm in, in who you are and what you believe and, and, um, being that person, like, when nobody's looking. Like, yeah. it, he did a fantastic job. And I think, honestly, it wasn't in the series that we did, but uh, even still, it kind of like that self kind of checking mm-hmm. kind of flowed with the series a yeah. little bit itself, too. So, if it will. Two things that he said that stood out to me. One, he quoted Warren Buffett, mm-hmm. and I'm paraphrasing the quote, and I may, miss it just a little bit but he said in all the years of hiring and firing and looking for people evaluating talent he said you know you you need a person with three things integrity passion and effort Mm -hmm. and he said if they lack the first the the other two will kill you Mm -hmm. you know so they have to have integrity and i think for the the personal challenge like where where do i in my life maybe miss that and try to operate just on passion or effort Mm -hmm. Um, and then the people around me from a staff standpoint or even just the people we allow into our lives um, just making sure we live with integrity, and then the other things follow, and not you know not overlap. Mm. And yeah. then the second thing that he talked about, and I thought this was so profound, he said, you know, integrity takes you know hundreds of acts or thousands of acts to build, mm-hmm. but ultimately, he says you you don't give it away in yeah. one act. That's mm-hmm. kind of different than I've heard. I've heard a yeah. lot of people say like, oh, you can lose your integrity in one moment. He says I think it's those little tiny compromises along the mm-hmm. way where if you just 
you know, you just do a little bit of this or a little bit of that. Eventually, you find yourself in a place where you kind of lose yeah. your, that your, part you know, like your the idea of the little white lies. That's like exactly right. You need to build, and so That's you're exactly like, right. you know, kind of. There, there was a, a a verse of scripture in the story of Joseph where he just he said like he he wouldn't even stay near her. He wouldn't go and talk mm-hmm. to her because he was he evidently had seen something in her character or her behavior that like he was avoiding any because he knew if I get in that environment. Mm-hmm. Like what she's going to do or what's going to happen. And so I, I thought that was just really profound to say, like, I'm going to make sure I don't compromise even in little tiny ways along the way mm-hmm. to maintain my integrity so it doesn't become this gigantic thing. At the yeah. end, which, uh, you know, I, I love Pastor Mark. Um, you know, now he's Dr. Walker. He's president of a university. He'll, he'll always be Pastor Mark to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do. And he embodies integrity. He and yeah. Udella both. And I've watched them in so many different settings uh, behind closed doors and out in public literally traveled the world with him but man I, I respect him so much and i thought it was a perfect topic for that he said to me on the phone in advance of the sunday he said i have a message that i genuinely want to share mm-hmm. and that came out it was very very personal and then we jumped in on the holiday weekend to communicator sunday so we we normally have done this phenomenal. one or two times a year some some most calendar years for the last four or five years two times a year mm-hmm. um, but we moved it to the middle of the summer this year and we had five communicators. Some churches mm-hmm. do something similar called like five for five or, you know, whatever. And you have these five communicators that speak for five or six minutes apiece. And so we had five individuals, male, female, younger, older, that kind of thing. And they shared what was on their heart. Now, in anticipation of that day, they submit a topic. Mm-hmm. You know, well, first of all, they agree to speak. We yeah. kind of prayerfully make <laughs> yeah. a list and ask them to consider it. And over the years, we've had people say, no way, no chance I can yeah. do that. I feel like it's always, you, get, you can usually... Lock in three pretty yeah. quick. That's yeah. the last two that are just, yeah, the yeah. last two you're, you're to the nail. But uh, all five of these said, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think I can do it. I think, you know, I'm going to pray about it. Then they submit a topic, mm-hmm. um, and then they prayerfully work through, like, what does that topic look like kind of fleshed out? We send them some resources to help develop that. Mm-hmm. Then they write, you know, write it out. Then they come and practice it here in the building so that they get comfortable with the stage and the lights and the screens and mm-hmm. just to make sure they're comfortable in the setting. But each of the five that that shared this year, I thought, were and, – and this is not to speak to anybody that's ever done it in the past because it's always a phenomenal yeah. Sunday, one yeah. of our highlights of the year. But I felt like these five different topics were just so genuine. It came mm-hmm. out of their heart, out of you know their personality, but it connected in the room. I mean, oh, yeah. tears, laughter, like – I mean, a ton of emotion throughout – um, so, you know, you don't have to isolate one. You definitely can. Your mom was one of them. So, yeah. you know, okay, your mom no was your pressure. favorite. Other yeah. than that, no, but beyond that, like, you know, what were some of your takeaways, your thoughts from Communicator Sunday and what it, you know, what it could, you know, kind of linger for our congregation? Man, so I've I've been thinking back on it, just even trying to pinpoint what might have been like my, fa- every one of them was amazing. Mm-hmm. Starting from Ken uh, to Chelsea Bailey yeah. to... Emily Donald to Billy Bashan and then my mom, Pam White. But I mean, all of them were great. I think one one of them that stuck out to me was Billy Bashan's when it, he talked about generosity. Yeah. Um, and he connected it so well. He talked about his story of him and Cassie giving, uh, not giving and then giving, and how God's always been faithful yeah. to him. And he talked about Malachi 3 where it talks about God will open the storehouse and in yeah. in the floodgates yeah. you know when we're when we give um and bless us and he just did a phenomenal job of connecting giving giving's not an easy one to talk yeah. about and he did a phenomenal job well, at doing it what a lot of it. times too uh, people in the church or they think well the pastor preaches on giving mm-hmm. 
kind of in a self-serving way, like, oh, we got to mm-hmm. get money mm-hmm. into the church. But Billy came from it, from his approach to say, no, this is my life experience. Like, yeah. They were struggling in a financial situation, and he called his mom, and his mom was like, well, how's your tithing? Yeah. She was like, once you start tithing, then you call me back. Like, yeah. You're not just going to get on the phone and whine. <laughs> but he talked about it from a very personal, this is yeah. a part of my relationship with God. I put God to the test, and he's shown himself faithful, which I think spoke so heavily in the room because people mm-hmm. were like, man, that's their life experience. They're I mean, they they don't get anything from yeah. that. There's not like it's just what they've walked through, what they've trusted God, and I thought that was a really powerful, yeah. powerful and, talk. And then you had Chelsea Bailey and my mom. Chelsea Bailey, I believe, talked about hope. Yeah. Um, and my mom talked about faithfulness, and their kind, their stories, their testimonies, kind of, yeah, uh, were similar. Yeah. And and they experienced loss and they had grief. Yeah. Uh, but through that, they found hope mm-hmm. and and joy but then they found God to be faithful yeah, through good. all of that. And I mean, that was just moving yeah, in a moving and impactful way. Yeah. And so there's a couple other ones. I'm sure G has some, some thoughts on that as well. Yeah, I think something that comes to mind is just, I remember telling a couple of people that day, I think any of those could have been turned into a 30 minute sermon. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and maybe that's, what's been like a little bit different. Like they've, we've had fantastic ones in the past, but I feel like any of those could have gone on for another 20, 25 yeah, minutes. Sure. I'm, I'm not just saying it cause he's producing the podcast. I don't want to meet my mic. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> pastor Connor's wife, Emily, I mean, hers was great. I mentioned not only was it just super great for the room and, and for that Sunday morning, yeah. but like something that could even be like done for our, our students our middle school, yeah. high school students and, and the girls and, and the guys in that, that, um, I just, I feel like it was great, super relatable. Everybody, like all the topics were different, like they said, but it just resonated throughout the whole room. And, yeah. and oftentimes with multiple people, like, you know, multiple yeah. people, we're kind of connecting on, on each of the topics that we're discussing. It's always just so great to see people like within the church that just love being here, get on stage and share their when, heart. When Emily, hold on, when Emily Donald hit everybody with the finger, the finger point, point. That's, that's in the middle yeah. of yeah. her message, yeah. was like, okay, I mean, well, she had been, she might you know, start preaching here yeah. and kind of reading from her notes and talking, whatever. Yeah. but there was a moment and, and maybe I don't know that everybody would understand what I mean, but there was a moment where it went from like a talk to a sermon, yeah. Yeah. like they had like the anointing or whatever the word you want to call it. Like there was yeah. something my, my grandparents might, you call it like the unction. Like there mm. was something, you know, something I feel like, I feel like the floodlights just, came up. Like, I think is... I saw a dove. I mean, it was just, but it was, you know, we, we've already talked about hope and faith. Mm. We talked about generosity. Yeah. And Emily's was about insecurity yeah. and believing the lies of the enemy for her life but mm-hmm. really trusting the word of God. What does God say about you? Who does mm-hmm. God say that you are? And mm-hmm. trusting and believing those things and allowing them to to kind of lay over the, the things that the enemy's yeah. trying to cause you to believe. And mm-hmm. it was a powerful message. And then Ken Summers kicked yeah. it off. He he really kind of went back. It was July 4th weekend. Mm-hmm. Talked about the founding of our nation. Yeah. Talked about the state of our current yeah. our country currently and even the world. But he, he made a couple of interesting statements that I thought were really profound. <laughs> You know, he said, instead of looking to government, mm-hmm. it's time for the church to be the church. Yeah. And not to minimize or downplay, I mean, the role of government when it's done right, like it, it's a powerful instrument for, mm-hmm. for good or can be. Uh, but man, the church, when the church is the church, ultimately that's how people are saved and healed and cared for. And and so he said, it's time for the church to be the church. Yeah. But he also turned it not just from this corporate thing of the church, he turned it personally mm-hmm. to say like, how am I living this out? How am I embodying this? Uh, and I just thought that was really profound. Again, a lot of personal application mm-hmm. in each of the five. Yeah. Um, but because it was so true to each of them, mm-hmm. it was either their story, it was something they've experienced, something they wanted to share. Um, my brother was in town that weekend, and uh, he he leaned over to me during Ken Summers, who was the who led it off. He was first, 
And he said, whew, you shouldn't have had him go first. This was so good. I was like, we're going to yeah, be okay. Like I, just, I knew because I'd already heard the messages or their notes or whatever and who, who just who they are, you mm-hmm. know. I was like, just wait. And at the end, he was like, man, that was unbelievable, you know. Yeah. So it, it, it was a great, great day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really great day. We, we combined, probably the last time we'll be able to do that because we filled that room yeah. to capacity, um, but combined to one service. And we took a couple minutes right in the middle just to walk around and hug people and high five. My introvert, I gave him two minutes on the clock. Yeah. My introvert sat down. Some it was of them a long, it was a long yeah, two minutes. Seconds. Some of them in 20 seconds. <laughs> uh, it was a long two minutes. But I, my extroverts, when the two minutes, if I gave them 20 minutes, it wouldn't have been enough. They were yeah, still yeah. in the back, high yeah. five. I was in the other side of the room. Yeah, I mean, there were yeah, G-groups like, forming okay. in the back of the room. I mean, <laughs> it was right. wild. <laughs> extroverts, uh, you know, night. So um, <laughs> it was a great, great day. Then we jumped back into the series this past mm-hmm. Sunday. You're yeah. preaching this coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then I'll conclude the series uh, in two two weeks from now. Um, and, and so I want to talk a little bit about kind of our, our summer series, family ministry, or some, summer events, family mm-hmm. ministry quickly. And then I want to kind of look towards the future a little bit. But we came out of camp. One of the things, like, the busyness of all we're talking about, it's been really good busyness. Yeah. Yeah. You were at camp for a couple weeks. I was there one week. Um, we sent a number of students, I don't even have the final count, but a number of students mm-hmm. and a number of leaders, maybe 60, 70 people yeah. total mm-hmm. um, across those weeks of camp. But just maybe a quick takeaway from just the total experience of camp for you and what it meant to our kids and leaders. Yeah, camp's always a blast. It's always one of my favorite things that you know, I always look forward to. Um, one thing that just throughout the staff that was there working the camp, the leaders, you know, the leaders have a meeting every morning that they do together, small devotional and just kind of, play, you know, kind of getting a game plan for the day. But Something we mentioned every morning was that it camp this year just felt different. Yeah. Mm. Felt like the kids were just there with a different just drive and purpose, just kind of more open. Uh just they are ready for worship. Uh and it was just cool to see the kids, you know, c- connect. We, that's one of the cool things that, that I love that always happens is we take these kids with us, kids that are a part of this uh, this, you know, student ministry that we have here that we're with throughout the year, yeah. um, that just get to camp and just open up in ways that mm-hmm. like you just would never imagine. Uh, and just see them down at the altar and, and worshiping and their hands raised and accepting Jesus. And uh, it's just, it's a great time. And uh, it's, you know, it gets, it gets hot and the days yeah. are long sometimes. Sure. We, this year it wasn't bad because there was a monsoon for the right. chiefs. Yeah. yeah. But uh, man, it's just so much fun to spend those couple of weeks but with the those kids. kids. didn't have to shower because they, they didn't. Yeah. They did. I mean, there's no I mean, need to shower. It, it really worked out. So, but uh, no, we, I love it. It's, it's a, it's yeah, a really, it's really fun opportunity and experience. So. Well, we're, we're big believers in camp. I mean, mm-hmm. Corey and I personally, but also just our church yeah. over the years, historically, we've we've sent kids to camp. We've sent workers to camp. We've worked camp personally. You guys have because yeah. we believe in the power of, you know, getting away mm-hmm. you know, for a time. You know, I, I refer to camp a lot as kind of this Mount of Transfiguration in modern day. Like you get away from the crowd, the hustle and bustle. You experience Christ. In no a cell service. Way. Yeah, right. No, no cell, cell service at the top of that mountain. But you, you experience Christ in a new yeah. way yeah. in community. And it's like, can we stay at camp? Mm-hmm. We, that's what that's what Peter said to Jesus. Can we just build a couple of tents for you guys and just stay right here? He's like, no, we got to go live down the mountain. Like, yeah. we got to go back. So you can't live at camp because mm-hmm. then it wouldn't be camp. Yeah. But to get away for that short period of time, like God does some amazing things. It's it's transformational mm-hmm. in the lives of the people that attend, and I, I, I'm thankful for that. I believe four high school students were yeah. called to ministry mm-hmm. too, yeah. which is coming out of that. Like just yeah. to hear that after the first week was yeah. just. That's great. Was incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we're right in the middle this week. We're we're shooting this now in the middle of our vacation Bible school. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's Tuesday. We kicked it off last night. Great night. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Madeline and her team did a phenomenal yeah. job. Lots of fun. Mm-hmm. We're doing. Uh, it's it's stellar. No, it's, mm-hmm. we're doing a yeah. theme called Stellar. <laughs> I've used that joke four or five times. It always lands like that. Just a little icy, <laughs> but um, kind of the the idea that Jesus is the light of the world. Yeah. And and so in the midst of darkness and all of the other things. 
So it was really amazing to watch. And I'm excited to see how the rest of this week mm-hmm. plays out. My favorite thing, I think, last night, other than just the kids being excited and a lot of fun or whatever, was watching the parents at the closing, kind of the closing service, the closing moment. Mm-hmm. A little short kind of 10-minute deal. They do some worship songs. Pastor Madeline kind of wraps up the theme, Bible verse. And watching some of the parents sitting in the back and like kind of nodding along like they yeah. were – they were engaged too. They were mm-hmm. learning a little bit too, or you know, seeing what their kids were experiencing. And that was that was exciting because really that's the heart of our church. Yeah. Is that this is a place for every generation. Mm-hmm. So we're doing something for kids. Their parents are in the room. You know, we're hosting a grandparents summit, you know, later this fall. Um, but just the idea, like there's a place for everybody mm-hmm. of every age. Um, and so in just a few weeks on the 30th of July, mm-hmm. we launch a brand new series called Figuring Out Family. And so for four weeks, we're going to really just lean into that every family's got, you know, just the chaos and like even great families, whatever that cookie cutter mold looks like, Mm -hmm. every family's got some stuff. But ultimately, like there's a there's a pressure on families. And in our in our culture, in our community, Corey and I talked about this last night, like there's just a there's a sense of being a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah. Trying to the busyness of schedule, whether you've got kids or not, you're married, you're working a couple of jobs, you know, you're stretched in a lot of different areas. Your, you know, your kids have moved out, so it's empty nesting. I mean, th- mm-hmm. that's not just our community, but we see it a lot in our community. And so trying to, like, for those four weeks, just understand family. And yeah. what is God's design for the family unit in a variety of different forms? What does that look like? And, and really just our heart is to serve them, to love them, to let it be life-giving, mm-hmm. and to give them some, some hope to go, hey, okay, maybe we're not doing as bad as we think. Or if we recognize there's some things we need to change, through the power of God, let's change those things so our family can be what God's called us to be yeah. and really help us to live this generational faith, to personally mm-hmm. possess it and to pass it on. And so yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. We're going to kick Make it off the, la- the last Sunday of July mm-hmm. with back-to-school prayer because the kids start on Tuesday the 1st. It's crazy. Um, so we're going to pray over all the kids and teachers mm-hmm. and faculty, administration. Um, and then the end of the series is August the 20th. That's going to yes. be a big day for our church. Yes. It's Sunday fun day, which is always a fun day, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of things that are going on there. But then we're also doing a ribbon-cutting mm-hmm. ceremony. Um, because we just purchased the building that we're sitting in right now, the building we've been renting since 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, we purchased the entire building. I still think people are trying to yeah. grasp, like, what does that mean? So just we're the- in, we meet in upstairs and downstairs, 25,000 square feet, mm-hmm. but there's 36,000 square feet of the building. So there's other renters, Anytime Fitness, a construction company, a retro shop, a photography studio, a nail mm-hmm. world, all that kind of stuff. And they are now renting from us. So mm-hmm. we own the entire building and the property. Yeah. Uh, and so we're going to do a ribbon cutting ceremony to kind of indicate and signify, hey, the Lord has brought us thus far. Yeah. And and this is not the end. This mm-hmm. is the starting line for this next season of ministry. And just really celebrate that. I love the stories of the Old Testament, the children of Israel. Just about every time God would do something special, they would stop and build an altar. Yep. And they would name that place. Mm-hmm. And so we're not going to change the name of our church. Yeah. But like we're going to have a day where we pause and we just kind of build an altar of remembrance. Like, yeah. hey, God's faithfulness has delivered us to this moment. And uh, there have been some times over the last few years I wasn't sure like we get to this moment. <laughs> yeah. But man, we did. And God's yeah. been incredibly faithful. And I'm, yes, I'm he has. To celebrate with our, our church family, day. to end that series, do the ribbon cutting, and to do it with Sunday Fun Day. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be awesome. Lots of great things happening, yeah. lots of great things that have been happening. And again, every Sunday, there just seems to be this building momentum of the presence of God, this incredible power of community, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm thankful for that. Thankful for you guys, the rest of our team, yeah. church family. Thankful for you watching today, listening today, wherever you may be from, uh, wherever you're at. If you're in the local community and you can, come check us out. Come be with us on a Sunday in a ministry environment. If not, you can tune in online every time we gather at G.Church. We love you. God bless. We'll see you next time. See you.